live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Si, senor. You know what it is? It's a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And is it midweek Wednesday? It is. Tis. Okay. Today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Former general manager, the American people. The people are no longer sovereign. We have been overtaken by the forces, the greedy jaws of the government. Goodbye, sweet America. Goodbye. Well, um, and what has led you to this... Uh, Syrupy general manager. Syrupy. It's, it's bitter. It's hot and bitter. It's all it's the $1.9 trillion theft from our children and grandchildren. And the lack of uh, outrage or even paying attention to it. Break up the music, Michael. Here. It's an information party. Have you ever Let's been to an information it. party? It's an information funeral. We're done. Come on in, China. We've given up everything that made this country great. Unless we can claw it back. So I think we should adopt the phrase drive-by media. And we can use it as a tribute to Rush Limbaugh, who died, what, a week or so ago as one of the, not one of the, clearly the king all-time of talk radio. Um, and he would well, use it's, it. It's a perfect phrase. It is, and I always thought it was a little overstated, but it's not anymore. I mean, when he, I mean, he used it for years and years and years. And I thought 15 years ago was a little much. It's not now. It's exactly what they do. They drive by a story and say, yeah, okay, there's a couple of details I know. And then they hit you with that and then move on to the next thing. Yep. And uh, the best example of that today or in recent weeks is the freaking school closure story. So my local school, the drive-by media reported, hey, they're opening up. And then I found out by talking to an actual mom that by opening up, they meant two days, two hours a week. No academics. Uh, that's not opening up. So uh, the story today is, and this is a big story nationwide, because the biggest school district in America that hadn't already opened back up at all, the Los Angeles school district, is opening back up. So all the headlines are L.A. <laughs> opening schools back up. I, having been burnt so many times, knew that I had to dig into the details before I could just take that at face value. So, first of all, it's not happening for like a month to six weeks at the earliest. And everybody quoted always throws in the caveat at the earliest. So, it mm. might not even happen a month and a half from now. Keeping in mind that you probably could have been open all year long. Um, and it's going to be two days a week for some of the grades. Right, the youngest. For a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Just like the other school I was talking about. So, the school districts have figured out I actually talked to this about our boss the other day. I think corporations and uh, you know these these uh, the 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 um, evil and I mean I mean actually mean evil the teachers unions. I I think various people have figured out the media is not what it used to be. So if you just send them a press release with the headline you want, that's the news you will get. So the evil teachers unions can send a headline out saying we're opening back up. The freaking moronic. 23-year-old, undertrained, underpaid news person will put that in their newscast. End of story. Right. Well, they've got a deadline. Then they've got another deadline. Then they've got another deadline. And there's only two of those 23-year-olds. So, you know, and some of them are morons, unquestionably. But 
So after it's, the billions uh, of after the billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars and the science showing that you can be open, they're going to open up for a couple of hours a week. And that is going to relieve the pressure on them politically because most people aren't paying enough attention and the media doesn't care to, to instruct you that they're not actually opening. Mm-hmm. I just think that's amazing. So you talk about the American people no longer being in charge. How can you be in charge when nobody's operating from the facts? It's an enormous challenge. I've said it many times that without a free and competent media, we are in serious trouble. And I think we're in serious trouble. But you just have to find different sources of the information you need to survive and thrive. I think most of us have realized that. Well, not enough people. Not enough True. people. They are, that will relieve the pressure on the teachers' unions. The fact that people are hearing that, oh, I hear they're opening back up. Oh, yeah, I heard they're opening back up, too. Mm-hmm. No, that's not what they're doing. Oh, by the by the way, the L.A. school district uh, teachers union did put out a memo to everyone. Do not display pictures from your spring break. So you're definitely more concerned about the backlash of people finding out that you went on a vacation, which they probably will, rather than um, any backlash from the fact that you don't teach children anymore. Parliamentary inquiry, Mr. Chairman, uh, spring break from what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. You know, I was just reading about the San Francisco school district and a bunch of them around the country that are pulling the same ploy. Yes, we're reopening a couple of days a week for K through second grade. And in a couple of cases, and I don't hold me to this, but including, I believe, San Francisco, they're saying uh, middle schoolers and high schoolers are unlikely to see a classroom until next year at the earliest. In spite of the CDC, who who are so hyper-cautious, they're like an old Catholic grandmother. The CDC has been saying for months, open them up. Open them up, it's fine. Well, I, I, think, I think if you're a parent or grandparent and you're aware of what's going on, you uh, you have a tolerance for us bitching about this so much. I can see how if you don't have kids in school, you're kind of tired of this story. It's like, geez, don't you have something else to talk about? But if you're involved in it, it is so maddening and hurtful and painful. It can make you cry if you think about it for very long. People I know whose kids are struggling, they might not make it. There's a lot of kids killing themselves. We're going to play a report later um from uh, pediatricians uh talking about how it's multiples more kids are killing themselves than dying from covid across the country. Oh, many 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 times. From sure. being from opening up the schools. It's not even close. Kids killing themselves are so miserable. And also this, when they close down schools, same with my local school, same with L.A., everywhere, um, the, all the special ed stuff gets closed down. So you think it's because and we know somebody uh, who's got a uh, quite disabled child that's in the public school special ed program, and they haven't been for over a year. And it's, it's so all of those services, taxpayer funded services that take care of these kids are have been gone for over a year. I mean, that's just... You, you In can't spite think of, of all of the science saying open. You can't think about that very long or you'll cry. I mean, it's horrible. I saw this woman cry while she was talking about it. This kid who's got none of the services or connection with the outside world that the kid is used to, she's a working mom. Dad works all the time. They don't have time to do all this sort of stuff. I mean, that's one of the things that we've decided we're going to provide through public school. Fine with me. But that got shut down, too. I mean, it's just horrible for no good reason other than greed. Yeah. How would yep. how would a society put up with this? You're abusing poor kids, minority kids, kids with physical and mental disabilities. God dang it. You are evil people. 
Yeah, there's plenty more to be said on the topic. I'm afraid we'll just bring everybody down completely. It's it's true, and it's serious, it's important, it's it's critical. But it's a downer. Yeah. Really have we is. ever done transition music during the show no, intro before? No, I don't think we have. I think today's the day. Michael? Cleansing. <laughs> so what is that exactly? From no, the I've never heard this of one. My nightmares. It's the merry go Yes, exactly. It's a nightmare <laughs> merry-go-round. You wake up, ah, and it's turning faster, and the faces are getting bigger. <laughs> I can't get off. I can't get off. <laughs> wow, that was like the, 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 the house band in hell right there. <laughs> what is that? Stop that. Yikes. I, on something uh, less angering... Uh, but troubling. <laughs> we only do troubling here. Um, <laughs> I remember when this show was funny. I did I'm a, popping in a CD. I did a deep dive on inflation yesterday. For some reason, I had to do a lot of driving around, and I listened to a podcast with a bunch of your PhD-type economists talking about inflation, what causes oh, it. So, so not exhaling into balloons inflation, <laughs> but the what increase it, of prices. And yeah. what specifically is going to cause it here. And uh, it's pretty darn interesting, and I want to talk about that later. Uh, is it day three of Meghan Markle and Oprah Winfrey, or is that over? Oh, it's not even close to over. It's not? Oh, my gosh. The national nightmare. People's hunger for this garbage seems to be never-ending. That was interesting that the palace contacted him and said, how about we have these conversations in private? You know what? And I could see that. I could see saying that to my own kids. Do we need to go public with everything the family is doing? How about we all discuss this among ourselves? Uh, that's the way I make my living. I dangle little bits of uh, royal gossip out there, and I get interviews and plug my website. That's what I do. So, former boyfriend, what's his name? Oh, I keep wanting to say Reince Priebus, but it's not that. Uh, the the British talk show host. P- Piers Morgan. Piers Morgan, who went on a date. <laughs> former boyfriend, Piers Morgan. Uh, says she's full of crap and everything she says is a lie. So maybe we'll get to that later. Um, you know, it's teamwork that makes the dream work. That's why we introduce everybody in the squad. There's our board operator, Michelangelo. Oh, I'm sorry, technical director. Pressing buttons, et cetera, et cetera. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing well. Um, the fast food industry, guys, I think is about to change very shortly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a clip we're going to play. Uh, at least I hope you'll play it today, where um, McDonald's is testing artificial intelligence in Chicago today. I mean, you know, they're doing this, and I think once they get this perfected, you're going to see the elimination of a lot of fast food workers. Well, they're probably spending all the money on trying to figure out if they can do it, because if this $15 minimum wage hits in a lot of states, they wouldn't be able to stay open. Yeah, but I think fast food uh, restaurants are going to end up where you just have, you go up, you drive up to the window, you place your order. Wouldn't that be a step up in most fast food restaurants? Yes. Yeah. Not not, not some of your better ones, like not In-N-Out. But uh, no, not Chick Fil A. Not Chick Fil A. There'll well, be one person in there to make sure the proper food goes out, and that's about it. I can probably select can English for one thing. For one thing, yeah. The I believe the Democrats have successfully. Well, they haven't gotten the fifteen dollars minimum wage in, but they've pushed the minimum wage hard in a number of cities. They will eliminate millions and millions of jobs. They will make it illegal to get your first job, and then you will be dependent on the government. Which is perfect. We'll talk about that later. That whole minimum wage thing that's still out there. Uh, there's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing quite well. Uh, just a shout-out to Pierce Morgan. He was mentioned briefly, but I just like him uh, uh, being the example that I want to see more of in the world, and that's people just quitting. I, I, I think we need more of that. Just people, just, just quit. 
<laughs> just quit. Stop it. You, you had a good run. You had a good run, buddy. I, I, you walk off the show. Follow, like, several hours later, he announced, eh, that's going to be my last time on that show. And uh, he quit. I, I think that's great. <laughs> and this breaking news, Megan Markle? Mark, Mark, what's her name? Markle. Still good. another name. Good. Uh, has filed a former complaint in the UK over Piers Morgan's comments because they got these weird, they don't have free speech the same way we do. Not even close. And so you like can prove that he damaged you somehow. You could sue him for a whole bunch of money. So there you go. Come uh, on, Britain. <laughs> I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, March 10th, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin then officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go, and Mark. The guy with the job, old money, old money, Johnny Money Guns over there with the boom, boom, and the pew, pew. Does great work for the whole outfit with the uniforms and everything. I want to thank my secretary of trains and planes, little mayor, toot, toot. Over in education, secretary, teach him ups. Thanks, teach. You're all fantastic. Come on, Jack. Is it Jack? Is the secretary Jack McJack, Jack? So, is... Is that Colbert mocking Biden not knowing the name of the sec def the other day? Again, he didn't know the name of the guy. He didn't know the title of the guy. He couldn't remember the department. <laughs> but is that what was happening there, Sean? As a matter of fact, there really? was. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. From Stephen Colbert. Oof. Yeah. We need to get into the topic of uh, both lefties and righties are saying... Maybe it's better if the president doesn't speak ever for national security reasons. Maybe not having a press conference is a good idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Colbert takes him on. I mean, it's just, I mean, right? I, I, anyway. Secretary Pete Peep. <laughs> I mean, you know the thing? Later. That's funny. That is funny. Secretary teach him ups. <laughs> How does mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Just, just beautiful. I'm sorry about ranting at the beginning. I was just upset about the school thing. It makes me mad. Makes me sad, makes me mad. It um, is a Soviet-style bureaucrats putting a stiff arm in the face of the people. And they're and the, winning, and they won. That's that's what bothers me so much. And most people don't even know the game was played, let alone that they won. Uh, anyway, all this stuff, we're, we got it all coming up. Text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I used up almost all of Joe's mailbag time with my senseless ranting. It's Um, not my time. It's the people's time. You've you've used the people's time. You've abused the people's time. We the people. Yes. Arkansas has banned almost all abortions in a deliberate attempt to get this to go to the Supreme Court and settle once and for all whether or not that is a right under the Constitution. And whether Roe versus Wade was some incredibly creative and sloppy uh, legal thinking. So that's kind of interesting. Yep. Mailbag. I decided to do some freedom-loving quotes of the day from George Will. I know some of you hate him because he was a never-Trumper, but he's a great writer and an interesting guy. Uh, there's one that's kind of relevant and one that I just like. His freedom-loving quote of the day, the future has a way of arriving unannounced. Yeah. That's pretty good. And then, uh, this is, I love this just because I love this. Baseball, it is said, is only a game. True. And the Grand Canyon is only a hole in Arizona. Not all holes or games are created equal. There you go. 
Yes. Actually, he has a funny quote about football. You want to hear that? Football combines the two worst things about America. It is violence punctuated by committee meetings. <laughs> <laughs> eh, moving along to the correspondence proper, frequent correspondent Jashan writes, We can go to Mars. We can spend trillions of dollars. We can vaccinate apes. We can create a vaccine in a few months for a new virus, but we can't end the time change. WTF, please help. <laughs> Donate to my nonprofit. End time change now. All proceeds go to me. Thanks. <laughs> We're a gray ribbon. And when people ask, what's the gray ribbon? It's for change, getting the time change taken away. There is a, a group of senators, seven senators, co-sponsoring a bill to do that very thing. We will tell you about it and handicap its chances of passing. Uh, moving along, here's Ryan, who says we have two uh, young kids in Cal Unicornia starting this uh, August. We're heading to a private school in our area. We're so excited to be leaving the crap show of public schools. We're out. We've had enough. Thanks for helping to shine a light on all the garbage happening in public schools. Uh, keep fighting the fight. Of course, the maddening part, obviously, is you're paying a lot of taxes for that public school just down the street from you. But now you're going to pay more of your own money to get them into a school that doesn't teach them crap or teaches them at all currently. Right. Tries to indoctrinate them into racial hatred or racial inferiority or that sort of thing. I really wanted to read this uh, just because the woman's pen name is Animosity. Uh, but we'll, we'll get to that. It's about trying to emigrate to the U.S. legally. Interesting. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just want to thank you both, and I want to thank the the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general, but my my uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we've just talked about. The guy with the job, old money, old money, Johnny Money guns over there with the boom, boom and the pew, pew. (laughs) Does great work for the whole outfit with the uniforms and everything. I want to thank my secretary of trains and planes, little mayor, doot, doot. Over in education, secretary, teach him ups. Thanks, teach. You're all fantastic. Come on, Jack. Is it Jack? Is the secretary Jack McJack, Jack? (laughs) Come on, man. So that's Colbert, who apparently thinks also that Joe Biden couldn't remember the Name of the Secretary of Defense or the department. Or the department. Now, where, where, or... do you, where do you come down on this? Because like I said yesterday, I, I forget names all the time, and then I'll kind of like dance around during a sentence until it pops into my head. It all comes together, though. I mean, you can describe it if you want to. You need to listen to it. That is a, a very, very old man, scattered, can't remember names, can't remember departments, and his tone is that of... A... Joe Biden, who served as president from 1976 to 1980. Isn't that nice to see him? He's really doing pretty well for his age. Although that, that's I, scary. Like, I'll forget a name. Like, we'll start talking, and then I'll a tangent will occur to me, and I won't be able to remember a name. I don't remember ever, like, going to introduce somebody. You know, you're at, at a my podium. And it's I not like somebody woke you up from a nap. And said, "Quick, name the uh, sector. Who runs the Pentagon?" And you're thinking, "All right, it's the the um the s- Secretary of, of Defense right now." No, he was there at an event. So a couple people tweeted things like this yesterday morning. John Roberts, uh, he's with Fox, 
said uh, uh, POTUS ignored shouted questions from a pool just now on whether he believes there's a crisis on the border. Day 48 now with no formal news conference, longest period in 100 years for a new president. Molly Hemingway, who we've had on the air before, she's a, 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 a righty with the Federalist, not a Biden fan. Uh, but she said, not good that Biden is having these troubles with answering questions, but I argue we should let Biden continue to avoid public speaking, speaking, given how his struggles with it might be a national security threat. So here's somebody who doesn't like Joe Biden, who's, who thinks, yeah, we probably shouldn't have press conferences because it might be a national security threat. Wow. I can see that. I get that. And as a patriot, I understand what she's saying, and I don't think it's sarcastic. So how it reminds it, me of FDR's situation. How is it a national security threat that uh, China will think he's not? he doesn't have the faculties to deal with a major problem or something? Yeah, now is the time to push and push hard. Exactly. Let's take advantage of the doddering old senile American president. And that's something, though. Stephen Colbert, who's, you know, he he... he decided, probably rightly, to uh, become a partisan show. But he's partisan to the left. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, was all kinds of never Trump and up with the left. But I mean, him taking a shot at the current president's mental capabilities this early in the term. I mean, where could uh-huh. we be four years in when you got a bunch of these build up and the narrative is like well known and everybody just piles on? Where could we be a couple of years from now? with President Kamala Harris. Two years plus a day, mark my words. And listen, (laughs) even Colbert there, uh, he spun it. He felt like he had to use it as material. But he made it sound like it was snappy patter, throwing around uh, nicknames. And, and hey, Jack, he sounded like Joey Bishop in 1961. Google it, kids. Uh, It was not that. It was not Jackie Jack Jack. And my guy over there with the tanks and the uniforms knows uh, my guy who runs that outfit over there. <laughs> yeah, scary. National security risk. President <laughs> Kamala Harris, good God. <laughs> Anybody who's worked with her in California is crawling into a grave so they can roll over in it. Come on right now. now. Oh, I'm telling you. Better news, Marco Rubio, Rick Scott, and six other U.S. senators reintroduced the Sunshine Protection Act Tuesday, a bill that would make daylight saving time permanent across the country. Um, If I recall, the polling on this is pretty clear. Everybody hates changing the clocks. Yeah, that's right. Everybody hates standard time. And we all now know that there's no good reason for it. No, absolutely not. <laughs> for the farmers. <laughs> for the, the, uh, the school kids. The lights. Uh, save energy during World War One. Gas lamps. Uh, needed coal. Uh, the ger- the Germans. <laughs> do with longitude and latitude. <laughs> yeah, so getting the crops in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, daylight saving time begins this Sunday, March fourteenth. So Does blast it really? forward. Yes. Does it really spring forward? So is this going to make it so it's darker earlier or later? I never can remember which one it is. <laughs> Are you eight? You've done, you've gone through this. Dozens of times. I know. I never can remember. The days get super long in the summer. It gets darker later. (laughs) Gee, money. Let's see. Blah, blah. Rubio says antiquated practice. Studies have shown. Yes. Opponents of the bill say daylight saving time makes it hard on school children and parents who have to wait at the bus stop in dark hours of the morning. No, it doesn't. Those people should quit. 
Be like Piers Morgan. Quit. <laughs> Proponents of the bill say more daylight in the evenings will result in fewer car crashes, fewer robberies, more children playing outside, and less energy usage. I don't think you need a bunch of stats. We like it better. The Defund end. the police and fund the sun. That's my slogan. <laughs> fund the sun. <laughs> oh, there, there are actually there are a couple of stories. Let's you know. Can I find them quickly? Just unbelievable. Uh, no, that's about Pepe Le Pew, believe it or not. No, that's Pepe Le Cuomo. Another woman came out accusing Cuomo. And I truly and deeply apologize for it. And it continues to get the headlines, even though even more information has come out now that mentally disabled people were put in various homes with the COVID that killed thousands of them. Just horrifying. And he covered that up, specifically covered it up. Wow, that's why you get run out of office. Here's what I'm. Here's what I was looking for. The wife of the gigantic communist mayor of New York City, who's a uh, left wing activist and had been calling to defund the police, and actually got a bunch of money yanked away from the police force to uh, move it into youth initiatives and social services, which is just you know spreading the wealth to her cronies. But you know maybe she has sincere beliefs. But uh, shootings in New York City doubled in 2020, doubled, and were up 75% last month compared to the first year, or I'm sorry, the first month of 2020. So they're continuing to skyrocket. So the uh, the communist's wife has come out with a, a program encouraging people, especially in the Asian American community, because there are huge, there's a wave of crime against Asian people right now, which we've talked about before. The mainstream media wants to convince you it's a bunch of MAGA hat wearing Trump lunatics who resent the uh, Asians for the China bat flu. It's not. It's generally speaking, young black men beating the hell out of Chinese people and taking their stuff. It's Robberies. But so anyway, this lady, uh, Sherlane McRae, after whipping up the defund the police thing and actually getting the police partially defunded, said, and I quote, as attacks on Asian American communities continue, we're asking New Yorkers to show up for their neighbors and intervene when witnessing hateful violence or harassment. I know that can be frightening when you aren't sure what to do or say, but you can learn. Fear is a normal feeling when stepping into a confrontation, but being prepared can help. So she's saying if you see an old Chinese person getting robbed, you got to jump in there and start throwing fists. That's her solution. Wow. Wow. She advised that witnesses respond directly to the aggressor or physically intervene. And only after assessing the situation, be confident, assertive, calm. This is risky, but sometimes we can. all we can do is speak up. Here's a headline for you. <clears throat> Tom Brady hates the ends of bananas with a bizarre, fiery passion. I haven't seen his rant about the ends of bananas, but I hate the ends of bananas also. What? Jen Psaki says the Biden's pet cat will break the Internet when it arrives at the White House. And another fluff. Taco Bell announces a fan favorite is returning. Does anybody know what that is? I don't eat at the TV. I've never eaten a Taco Bell. My guess would be the Mexican pizza. Okay. And, I, and I'm guessing that because that's my favorite. So I'm projecting that onto the rest of the Taco Could be. Bell Could be. consumers. Um, it's not a pizza. It's a tortilla with cheese on it. It's not a pizza. <laughs> and they don't, they don't have pizza in Mexico. I have another related crime story. Okay. This is a hell of a headline from the AP. As violence surges, some question Portland axing police unit. (sighs) Then they go into a horrific couple of crimes. 
Do you remember last summer, unrest was roiling liberal Portland as protesters took to the streets nightly to demand racial justice and defunding police? That's hilarious. They're still printing that. It was Marxists trying to tear down the United States. It was an insurrection. Idiots. At the same time, one of the whitest major cities in America was experiencing its deadliest year in more than a quarter century with shootings that overwhelmingly affected black folks. But the young white people in the streets demanded defunding the police because they're Marxists. And a specialized unit focused on curbing gun violence was shut down. And then shootings doubled and are doubling again, and people are getting slaughtered in the streets. And I love this. Uh, I love it, ironically, and, and, and with prejudice. Families are wondering if ending the unit is partly to blame for Portland's dramatic strike uh, spike in shootings. Yes, the police unit that was dedicated to cutting down on shootings has been disbanded, and there are more shootings. Yes, I think you're right. It's not Keep that experiment going. Yeah, don't rush yeah. to conclusions. I got another dumb headline for you. Fitness oh, obs- boy. Fitness-obsessed dad makes daughter sign contract to never get fat. Oh. Oh, boy. That's just bad parenting. Uh, yep. So, uh, coming up, we got some poll numbers out on uh, approval ratings and this and that, and right direction, wrong direction. They're kind of interesting. Should spark some conversation. I do want to talk about inflation. What the heck is inflation, and why do we need to worry about it coming? Um, that uh, a lot of your economists, including lefty economists, are really worried about as we cram another $2 trillion into an economy that looks like it's taken off anyway. So all that stuff is on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. I saw the story yesterday. I meant to mention it that um, old uh, Governor Cuomo's book deal was mid seven figures. They wouldn't get any more, uh, nail it down any more than that. So I don't know is that you... the old book, the How I Conquered COVID, while it was the yeah. middle of COVID? That yeah. one, yeah. God, that was so it's one of the most extraordinary things I've ever seen in politics. So he lied about the numbers of people that died. Um, right while this book deal was getting put together. So that might have been some of the, we got to cover this up, because, you know, right when the negotiations were going on for, what would you guess mid-seven figures means? $3 million? $5 million? like three, three, four, five, something like that. Well, you got three to five million dollars on the line for this book, and then all of a sudden somebody in your staff says, hey, it looks like a lot more people died in those old folks' homes than we think. I guess if you're a scumbag and have no soul... You uh, you covered up like he did, and uh, and I truly and deeply apologize for it. So there are pushes now by the Democrats in New York to get more details on the book deal when it happened, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know you almost have to give him points for for having just cojones the oh. size of coconuts. Oh man, you're in the middle of killing more old people than anywhere else on earth. Well, and the state had just in general more covid and more people dying than anywhere in America at the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the mainstream media just because he gave those stupid press conferences just absolutely committed acts of love upon him. So the Morning Consult poll, that's Politico's outfit, Morning Consult poll. 
Um, they got a right track, wrong track here of 50% right track, 50% wrong track. We are exactly split on right track, huh. wrong track right now. And that is historically quite high uh, to have a right track high, that high. And actually, getting reelected, the average of presidents that got reelected was when the right track was at 42%, at least going back to 1980. So you don't need to be up, you know, hmm. over 50%. You don't even need to be up at 50%. is likely to get you reelected on a right track number, and it's currently at 50%. I mean, we're obviously very, very, very early, and I would expect right track to be pretty good when we're coming out of the pandemic and we've finally got a vaccine coming out and all that sort of stuff. Right. Two points. Number one, uh, Joe Biden's not going to run for reelection. Uh, second point, uh, how about the wrong track number, though? Is it is it often like 42, 32, and then uh, a number of abstentions? Or so 50 seems high. When presidencies flip going back to 1980, the right direction average is 24. Wow. Most, most people did not get to stay in office. The average of people that got to stay in office, it was 42. For wrong track, the average when presidents get reelected is 49%. So you can be upside down on average, right track, wrong track, and still get reelected. I think for the reasons that we always point out on the wrong track thing, half the people who think we're on the wrong track think we're too liberal and half think we're too conservative. So right. their their version of why we're on the wrong track is completely different. So I think that's part of it. Right, right. You clearly. Split that crowd. Yeah. Um, what worries me is why 50% think we're on the right track. Is it that the COVID thing appears to be wrapping up? We hope, we pray, probably I that. I don't, and the ignoramuses who are just happy to be getting government checks. Well, there's a big chunk of people that are happy Trump's gone. I think that's 90% of it. That, that's, that's a chunk of the country. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then I got to think that the fact that the vaccine's coming out and clearly we're on the other side of the worst of the pandemic, you know, that's got to be part of it. Yeah. But these things are always, uh, you know, you never know how long they're going to last. Approval rating for Joe Biden. He's got a total approval of 59% currently, disapproval of 37. Uh, I could break it down by uh, issues if you wanted or not. I don't know. I don't know. Who do you trust more to handle any of the the following issues? Uh, Democrats a little more on the economy, but not a lot. Um, Healthcare Democrats way more. Do Republicans uh, win any of these battles? Not right now. Military? Anything? China? National security. Democrats 41, Republicans 39. So basically a tie. Gun policy. Democrats over Republicans 6%. All the other stuff, climate change, obviously the Democrats win that. The Republicans have a serious branding problem. Oh. They're the party of what? As in that I couldn't tell you, I have any idea what it mean, what their brand is? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the danger of, you know, you, you have that wackadoodle primary process on both sides. We've talked about this many times. And whoever the most hardcore, very, very few party members decide uh, they want to run up the flagpole that uh, this time, Whoever, whatever they believe becomes your party's platform for a cup of coffee. Yeah. Which is really a backward-ass way to run a, a political party. Gonna do Ghana. Ghana. Ghana is going to. Going to. Uh, gonna do a segment called A Dumb Guy Explains Inflation at the beginning of Hour 2. 
Inflation is in the news a lot, and uh, that has popped up as a question for a younger crowd who's never really dealt with inflation. It hasn't been a problem in your life, but when it happens, it's very, very scary and very, very maddening as your money becomes uh, worth less every single day, no matter what you do. Yeah, it's a tax. It's very maddening. Well, and we're kind of sort of doing it on purpose right now. Uh, got this note from, uh, she calls herself Annie Mosity, which I appreciate. I'm an American living in England, been married to my British husband for eight years. They have a beautiful child together. Like to move to America for family reasons. And so they're trying to follow the rules of how to have him emigrate legally. And it is incredibly long. It is humiliating. It is expensive. It is full of frustrations. We, the people, abuse people mm-hmm. who follow the rules like they're rapists. Yeah. And people who sneak across, we treat as if they're heroes. Yeah. I, uh, I've talked about it for years, but it was a long time ago. A friend of mine from Italy who was, uh, here working at a university and he got abused by the immigration people all the time. I mean, just, it would seem going out of their way to be cruel as government workers treat like the DMV, the way the DMV treats you. Right, like you're an inmate at the maximum security wing, and the guards are treating you badly because they know you're a terrible person. That's the way we treat the lawful immigrants. Really amazing. If you're illegal, we bend over backwards to feed, clothe, medicate you, and ignore if you have COVID or not for Turn some reason. into the country, right. Yeah. Dumb guy Good explains system. inflation, hour two. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.